by the greatest preacher who ever lived. I think those who listened to him that day thought the same thing. Look over at chapter 7, the last two verses. Verse 28, And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Oh, this Jesus guy was so different when he would preach. He wasn't like the scribes or the Pharisees. He didn't have to hide behind what the other rabbis said. He gave it with such authority, the very authority of God, that he held them all in rapt attention. When Billy Graham was going to Florida Bible Institute with Roy Gustafson, his classmate, and they were one day in the class of Dr. William Evans. He's the guy that wrote the book Great Doctrines of the Bible, one of the best books around. Then as Dr. Evans was teaching, he noticed that next to Billy Graham and Roy Gustafson was their classmate, Charles Macy, fast asleep in his class, sawing logs. And so he said to Roy, who was sitting next to him, hey, wake that boy up. And Roy, even witty back then, said, you wake him up, Dr. Evans. You put him to sleep. Those words never could have been said about Jesus Christ. He spoke so differently than the rest, with such authority, so different from the scribes. This morning, we want to look at verses 1 and 2 of chapter 5. We're going to take this message piece by piece, week after week. I draw your attention to the first two verses. Seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain And when he was seated, his disciples came to him, and then he opened his mouth, and he taught them, saying. First thing I want you to notice is the multitudes around Jesus, seeing the multitudes. In fact, go back to chapter 4, verse 23. Jesus went around all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness, all kinds of disease among the people. And then his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those that were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes. Notice that's put in the plural. It's not just a big crowd. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, beyond the Jordan, and seeing the multitudes, he went up on, a high mount, up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. It seemed that wherever Jesus went, he drew large crowds of people to hear him. They were attracted to his style, his method, his teaching. They were attracted to him personally. This guy was different. So even though Jesus' ministry began in relatively obscure conditions, soon the crowds were teeming around him. Now, whenever Jesus saw the multitudes, it did something to him internally. It moved him with compassion. In Matthew chapter 9, we're told when he saw the multitudes, Jesus was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. He saw an internal condition that moved him to compassion. Other times, he just noticed there were lots of sick people and again, moved with compassion. 
Matthew 14 reads, When Jesus went out and saw a great multitude, he was moved with compassion for them, and he healed their sick. On yet another occasion, Jesus noticed that the crowd that was with him was hungry. He had compassion. Matthew chapter 15, Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. So whether the crowd was emotionally distressed or sick or hungry or well-fed or well-physically uh, oppressed, rich, poor, doesn't matter. Jesus saw them with compassion and they were all attracted to him. Which leads me to make a very important point, and that is, if there's one thing church ought to be about and church people ought to be about, is Jesus. Uh, keeping the main thing the main thing. Let's forget about